everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Entree Pastors Podcast. My name is John Sanders, one of the co-founders of this platform, and I'm here to make a bunch of you nervous today. The title of this episode is Four Reasons Why I Want Pastors to Be Wealthy. Let's just breathe that one in for a minute. That's an uncomfortable statement to make for many in the church today. Why is that? Well, let's jump into this. I would contend words like prosperity and words like abundance tend to have a negative impact on a Christian audience. Certainly pastors, think about that. The word prosper, the word prosperity, the word abundance, those ought to be good words. Those ought to like stir up something positive inside of us. For many Christians, those words instantly make us nervous and and go, oh man, where's John going with this? I didn't think he was one of those guys, but man. Okay, so here's the reality. Let's just be truthful about this. Due to some extreme examples of people misusing scripture to promote a lifestyle of excess and, and even greed, Many pastors and Christians tend to shy away from anything that might even sort of kind of smell like the thing that has been labeled the prosperity gospel or health and wealth gospel, name it and claim it. Like that has a lot of um, stigma to it. And some very much it's a good thing. And, and I would contend probably a lot more in the Christian community. It's not so much a good thing. We see it as an extreme. We see it as uh something to be avoided and and by the way I'm in that camp I don't go that far to I don't consider myself to be a prosperity gospel person I believe there is one gospel and that is the gospel that I have sworn my life to and it's the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ period and his finished work on the cross that's it there's one gospel so a prosperity gospel that that takes some of those things to a far extreme I don't subscribe to that. But here's what I've said from the beginning of Entree Pastors. The sad reality is that in an attempt to move away from that one extreme, there are so many Christians that have gone to the exact opposite side of the ditch, and they are just as in an extreme view, but they're in the majority probably, so they they have a lot of company in their poverty, scarcity gospel. And, And they have a mindset that has just set to reject anything that resembles abundance or prosperity. And I'm here today to challenge that. And I'm going to give you some reasons why I think it's a good thing, Pastor, for you to be prosperous and to lean into the abundance that is available to you and to grow your wealth and to be wealthy financially. So without going too deep into a big, long Bible study, let's just start here. Can we agree that we serve an abundant God? If you disagree with that, I'll take you to court all day long. Well, not court. I'm not going to sue you. I'll take you to school. How about that? Because I've got a lot of scripture that points to an abundant God. Jesus said in John 10.10 10, that the thief comes only to kill, steal, and destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly. And some of you right away want to dismiss that and go, well, he wasn't talking about money. Well, he wasn't not talking about money. Certainly it goes beyond wealth and finances, but he came to give us not just an abundant life, but a more abundant life. I love Ephesians 3, 20 and 21. Now to him who is able, praise God, he is able to do not just more, but to do immeasurably more than all we could ask or even imagine 
according to his power that is at work within us. To him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations forever and ever. Amen. Let's just stop right here and receive an offering. How about that? That's some good preaching, and I'm not preaching. I'm just reading the word of God. More, immeasurably more than all we could ask or imagine. That sounds like a God of abundance to me. And if that's true, if it is true that we serve an abundant God, then here's the thing, Pastor, I want you to hear this. We can, with great confidence, reject the narrative of the starving pastor. That's one of the things we say here at Entree Pastors all the time. We are here to dismantle, to destroy, to blow up, to tear down that narrative, that stigma, that very commonly held ideology of, you know what, we have a strong framework for a pastor who is struggling financially. Many in the church are uncomfortable with a pastor who's wealthy. Let's just check in there for a quick second. Can I ask, how does that how does that sit with you? If I were to make the statement that, is it okay for a pastor to be wealthy, like financially, for you, pastor, to have a lot of money? Let me ask, are you okay with that? Like for yourself? My guess is most of you would probably be like, yeah, I'd be okay with that. Just don't tell anybody. I don't want anyone to know I'm doing well financially. So then I'm going to take it to the next circle out. Like, how does that sit with your congregation? What do you, what would your church people think if they knew that all of a sudden you had multiple six, seven figures coming in on a regular basis because of a stream of income or multiple streams of income that had nothing to do with the church? What would, what would they think about that? How about you take it a step further beyond the four walls of your church out into the community? What if people in your community found out that you were a millionaire? How would that sit? But you're a pastor. See, I think if we're being honest, many of us would would acknowledge, I don't have a problem with that. Some of you might not even be able to get past that first circle. Some of you might be saying, look, I don't even know if I'm comfortable with a pastor who's wealthy. Man, if so, I want to talk to you. I want to I do some coaching with you. I want to help you get over that. But then for many of us, we would quickly bump into those next circles of, man, I don't, I don't want my church to know. I certainly don't want people in my community to know. Why is that? Let's just lean into that for a minute. Because the truth is, well, nobody will come out and say it directly most of the time. The truth is, we all are accustomed to that idea of a pastor who's not doing very well financially. We're comfortable with that. We're comfortable with an idea that the... the image of a pastor who really is not ever able to provide much for their family by way of a nice vacation, driving a decent car, you know, having nice things, living in an up-to-date home, a modern home. Like, like we just are kind of okay with a pastor who struggles to do any of those things. I mean, you're a pastor. You serve the Lord. Why wouldn't you struggle? Which leads me to the next thing I want to say, and that is this. My friends, poverty is not synonymous with righteousness. Nor, by the way, is wealth synonymous with righteousness. See, that's where we go wrong. That's, to me, one of the tenets of the prosperity gospel is when they make it sound like there's a problem with your faith if you're not, you know, rolling in the dough. And I I don't think it's either of those things. I think both of those are an extreme. So I'll tell you, the one is an extreme, but so is the other. And we've got a whole bunch of Christians out there that act as though being broke is a sign of virtue. You know what it's a sign of? It's a sign of mismanaging your your and stewarding your talents in the wealthiest nation the world has ever known if you're living in the United States right now 
that's what I see it as a sign of. In the richest country the world has ever known, you have not found a way to, to build wealth for yourself. I see it as a mismanagement. I'll let you sit in that one for a minute. Like, what do you think about that? I'm not making this a spiritual thing. Well, I guess to some degree you could make it a spiritual thing if if God's giving you talents and abilities that you're essentially burying and not stewarding to the full capacity to which he's given you, then maybe there is some accountability that needs to happen. I see being broke as synonymous with not being able to give. I want I want God's people to have abundant resources. Why? Because I think when good people have good money at their disposal, they can do amazing things in the world. So how about that? You being broke is not a sign of virtue. And I got to tell you this, um, sometime on one of these shorter podcasts, I will share with you, I, I'm saving, I'm, sa- I'm saving screenshots that I'm getting in these groups that I'm in in Facebook. And I, I hope one of these days, some of these pastors come over and are listening to this. So maybe I'm talking about you. The, the comments that I get in some of these Facebook groups from pastors are some of the meanest comments, some of the most broke scarcity mentality. And I'm going to share them sometime. I'll, I'll just bring a few and, and I'll, I'll show examples of this, but the church is eaten up with this poverty mindset. And somehow we act like God likes us more. Or we're somehow more righteous than those around us who have money. I am so over that. That is so not true. And so therefore I want you to know it's okay for you to have wealth. It is. And I want you to be okay with that. And I'm going to tell you why. As the title of this episode uh, promises, I'm going to list four reasons, Pastor, why I think it's a good thing. Not just an okay thing, not a, well, okay, just don't tell anybody, try and kind of keep it on the down low. No, why it's a good thing for you to have money and for the world to know that you have money. Not that you have to flaunt it and be arrogant about it. I'm not saying that. But to where you are confident in what your Father in Heaven has provided for you and through the hard work that you have done using the gifts and the health and the abilities and the the sound mind that he's given to you. So he gets all the glory, but you've done some work too. Like you've shown up and done your part and you're not ashamed to let the world know how that's paid off for you. So let me give you four reasons why I think it's a good thing for you to be confidently wealthy, growing in your financial wherewithal. The first one is this, when a pastor is wealthy, it eliminates financial stress and pressure on your family. Can we just be honest that pastoring is one of the most stressful gigs out there? If you're doing it right, I guess. I don't know if I like what I just said there, but it, because it's like, man, if we're doing it right, maybe it shouldn't be the most stressful gig in the world. But it is. You're dealing with people. It's a stressful job. We don't need the added stress of constant scarcity in our finances of, man, are we going to have enough money to pay the bills this week? Are we going to be able to put food on the table? And I know we can jump to the whole just have faith, God will provide. Is our God a provider? Yes, he is, and amen. But he can provide through work. He can provide through entrepreneurial things that you're doing out in the marketplace, and he never asked you to live on this razor-thin edge of we're just one little crisis away. Like, And by crisis, I mean like the water heater went out. Like the, the transmission went out in the car. Like We are one small crisis away from financial ruin. You don't need to live there. I'm tired of seeing pastors live there. So much of what entree pastors came out of, at least my part in it, as I met Les a few years ago, I was doing a lot of coaching for pastors, kind of in that small town rural church space. 
And a constant theme that I heard coming up again and again is pastors who were struggling financially. I would love to see that stress lifted from your family. You've got enough stress in ministry to deal with without finances being one of them. So that's one reason. I want I want that I want some margin there. And that's not a bad thing to have or to desire or to strive for. So that's the first thing. The second, when you have some money, it allows for necessary periods of rest and relaxation. Do you have to have money to rest? No, but it sure helps. Years ago, I was in a season of just real uh, burnout in ministry. I was tired. I was weary. I, I needed a break. And my church rallied around me. My my leadership team, they were gracious. They're like, John, we, we are more than happy to give you a sabbatical. And this is like in January in South Dakota. Okay, cool. So I can get, you know, do something here for three months. Well, we don't have any money to to help you take a sabbatical. Okay, so how do you figure on my $35,000 salary that I've been cut down to because of some financial challenges that I'm supposed to take my family away? So what, just sit inside in South Dakota for three months? Like that's a recipe for some severe mental health crisis for, for John. That's not a sabbatical. And I'm not bitter about that. I'm just saying that is the reality of so many pastors, even if their church is willing to say, look, we want to cut you a break. We'd love for you to go rest and recuperate. The the pastor's like, well, that's awesome. Who's paying for that? Because I don't have the extra funds to go do that. And so, man, when you've got some income coming in from other sources and you're doing well, you're growing and building wealth, that's not an issue. You have the ability to jump on a plane with the family. Let's go somewhere warm. Let's go to the mountains. Let's let's go to the snow. Maybe some of you think that's fun. I live in it, so I, I think it's terrible. But maybe skiing or whatever, that's your gig. You're going to go up north and cut a hole in the ice and fish. I can't think of anything more depressing than ice fishing, but uh, maybe that's your jam. So whatever. you have, It gives you options for periods of rest and relaxation that otherwise you don't have. Number three, it provides me freedom to boldly lead as God has called me to without the fear of man. We touched on this in our recent little mini-series, so I'm not going to go deep into this. But, Pastor, I want you to have the boldness to lead as you need to. I want you to have the courage to lead innovatively, to preach as God calls you to preach, and to confront issues in the church that need to be confronted. I want that for you. I want you to be able to to lead in, in the way that you need to without fear of losing your job or losing your paycheck. And again, for many pastors, that's a sad reality is they often think twice. Um, so what I've noticed is we've interviewed pastors who are doing really well financially. They're not afraid of leading boldly because they're not dependent upon their church for their finances. And uh, I love that for them, and I want that for you as well. And finally, the last thing I'm going to say, the reason that I'm a big fan of pastors having some wealth and being wealthy is this. Pastor, it is impossible to serve out of an empty cup. Uh, I'm a Les and I both are a part of a mastermind with Dan Miller, and uh, one of the things that he gave to our members, every member that comes into his mastermind, he gives us this silver chalice that sits in a little saucer and a little, you know, fancy little cup, kind of like a little wine cup. And it's very symbolic. And he references a tradition in the Jewish community where in in one of their weekly feasts, the, the father will pour wine into that cup, which then overflows and fills up the saucer below. And the, the symbolism in that is that it is not 
possible to serve with an empty cup. We have to have the abundance. We have to have that overflow. And it's out of that overflow of abundance that now we give of our abundance to other people. We give out of the overflow, but we first have to fill our own cup. And the reality is for so many pastors, they are they have poured themselves out time and time again, and there's very little pouring back into them. And so again, it's not all money, right? Like there's other areas we need to talk about in terms of pouring into ourselves, but money helps. Money helps provide options that otherwise you do not have without some of those resources. So I'm quite okay celebrating resources in the hands of good people. And pastor, I want you to have resources. I want you to be wealthy. And uh, if this is something that you want some help in, this is exactly what we do with pastors. We help pastors achieve financial freedom as they get out into the marketplace and launch entrepreneurial businesses of their own. We want to help come alongside you, define what that goal is for you, what it looks like to have a profitable business, and what that dollar amount would be that would be life-changing for your family. And then let's help you build that. If that's something you're interested in, man, don't hesitate to reach out to, to myself and Les. Let me give you a free resource. We have our free Get Started Guide. If you go to entrepastors.com forward slash start, you can get a free download. It kind of gets you going down this road, gets you thinking down this road. And and then we'll invite you to take another step deeper into the community. How can we help you keep moving forward in this? So hopefully this has been an encouragement to you. Hopefully it was not as scary as the title initially sounded. Four reasons why I want you, Pastor, to be wealthy. Thanks for tuning in, guys. We will be back here with you tomorrow. Take care.